When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Ben Worthy, the podcast, a special conversation series that provides a safe space for women of color to share their worthy aha moment. I'm your host, Dominique Clark. And sis, I'm here to remind you that you've been worthy. Ladies, come on in, come on in. I'm so excited about today's show. I have such an amazing guest. She is a boss babe in every facet of the word, and I can't wait to introduce you to her. This episode, I have Anna Nayakana. Anna has been featured on many media outlets to spread the Nayazuri message, including Sirius XM, Intercom Radio, Fox, Fox Soul, Pop Fusion TV, and much more. Learn more about this Ben Worthy beauty and her worthy aha moment now. Anna, welcome to Ben Worthy, the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Dominique. How are you? I'm doing good. Listen, I'm so excited about this episode because you were just so dope in every facet of the word. Um, The work that you are doing is just so incredibly inspiring. I love the impact that you're having on our youth, our brown and black kids and through literature. It's just so beautiful to see your passion. I mean, you're so on fire for it and it shows. And so I'm just thankful for the work that you're doing and honored to kind of watch your journey. Um, and the impact that you're having. And so I kind of want to go back to the beginning, right? Where it all started. You know, I shared in your bio that you were born in Berlin, Germany, right? To a Ugandan father, a German mother. Who did you want to be when you were a little girl, you know, aspiring, hoping, dreaming? Who did you want to become? I wanted to become someone that could really move the hearts of man. Mm. out of their own way and into the way where they could add some sort of impact, a positive impact to the world. When I was a little girl, I loved music. That was my first love. Yeah. It's still my first love. And I incorporated in everything else that I'm doing. And it's been amazing to really come full circle. At the age of six, I started singing in the streets of Berlin. And I brought this with me as we immigrated to the United States, singing in the choir, show choir in school drama club, everything that you can imagine. And then in my 20s, actually self-releasing an album and doing a small East Coast tour. And even with that said, music, the passion, sort of like how Bob Marley said, when the music hits, you feel no pain. Yes. Through my singing, through my orchestrating, through my leading of a band that I can actually shift the emotion of someone and get them to change their vibration. And I realized at a very young age that there was power yeah. in and it's something that I carry now in the way I speak, the way I write, the way I express myself. It's really through song. Yes, it is so moving. Like I feel your energy. It feels so good. It's like I want more. I love that. So, who are you now? Who is Anna now? 
I'm essentially that same young girl who never forgot where she came from, Mm -hmm. never forgot where her family came from and experiences that I went through that maybe others would have thought were a setback or a difficult childhood, but I actually recognize it for sharpening me to become who I am today. Sort of how they say a pressure can create a diamond yeah, or it can burst a pipe. (laughs) Well, pressure absolutely created a diamond and the experiences that I went through polished me throughout the years. And now I am using that polishing and that glow and that vibration to now empower the youth. And I can't think of a better way to spend my life each day. So let's talk about purpose for a minute, right? We know that the path of to purpose is not straight and narrow. You know, it's often very convoluted. Um, you started out, like you mentioned, singing you know, and even release an album. You would then go on to write a guide for college students, which I thought was incredible. And then, you know, another guide, if you will, for children through the Nyazori series. Tell me about the moment you realized you landed on purpose. The moment I realized I landed on purpose, there are so many, I would absolutely say it was early on with the children's book series. And I finally started getting some return phone calls from <laughs> Yeah. Like, who is this persistent author that keeps calling us and talking about decolonizing the curriculum beyond Black History Month? Mm-hmm. She sounds like a radical. I'm not sure if we're ready for her. When I started actually getting some phone calls back and I was able to get into the schools and I was able to put my book in the children's hands and they saw that looked like them and they opened up the pages and they heard characters that sounded like them and they, they actually dug deeper and they saw history. Yeah. That actually showed them who they are presently, which contradicted much of what society was telling them. Yeah. And one of the first schools that I went to was like in the projects in, in Hartford, Connecticut, a school that had very low resources, similar to my own in Stanford, where I grew up. And I could tell that no one actually spent their time coming to them. Yeah. I feel that they were not used to having any special guests. I'm like, special guest? Is it the lunch lady? Like, who's the special guest? Who's this mysterious person that's actually taking the time to come and speak with us? Wow. I remember feeling that same exact way. So I had walked into the room and they were so taken aback. I came in with all the books, signed every single one, personalized every single book for every single child with their name in it. That way they know that that is meant for them. It's something special for them to discover. And that as they turn every page, they would actually discover themselves. Mm -hmm. I can remember the glow in their eyes after I read from the book and I empowered them and I gave them some useful tools and affirmations to take home. I actually saw some children even have tears in their eyes. And I could tell that as the school bell rang and it was time for them to go to their next class, some actually stayed behind to tell me how moved they were that I was there. And in that moment that I knew that I was on purpose, that all the hours and the late nights, I always had the saying, no days off, no nights off were worth it. And that I was finally fulfilling the dream of that younger version of me. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And, you know, representation does matter. And speaking of kids seeing themselves, you know, through the books that you've written, 
you, they can also see themselves through you being featured on the cover of a magazine, right? This beautiful black woman who is doing incredible work um, and definitely walking in her purpose is on the cover of a magazine and they get to see that and read that. Um, not because you're doing something in the entertainment industry or you're playing a sport, um, but for your dedication to our youth. And I love that. Your story has been featured in many places. But during your entrepreneurial journey, have you ever struggled with the idea that you were enough? I never struggled with the idea that I was enough because I knew it. Mm. And it wasn't because of where I came from or because of my childhood experiences. It was something that I intentionally chose. I intentionally chose to assign my value so high that if I ever questioned it, I knew that I just needed to get more disciplined or I potentially needed to make a sacrifice. And let's talk about sacrifice because yeah. I feel like a lot of people have the wrong definition of sacrifice. And there's this beautiful quote that uh, was newly introduced to me that goes, sacrifice is simply letting go of something of a lower nature or lower vibration in order to replace it with something of a higher nature and a higher vibration. That means you do not need to weep about the thing that you are leaving behind. You're not leaving behind. You're creating a void for the universe to now bring you to that higher elevation. Yeah. I love that. I love it. When did you have that moment? When did you feel so strong that this is a choice and I am going to show up like this every day? And when I have moments of doubt, I'm going to replace it immediately with something empowering, with an affirmative truth to help you show up the way that you are doing so beautifully every day. When did you have that moment of this is how I'm going to show up, you know? Uh, Dominique, there's there so many. Yeah. If I had to choose one, it had to be back in 2019. The book had already been out for a few years. I had gotten into several districts, but it wasn't quite national as it is now. Yeah. And I had an amazing opportunity to be on the Karen Hunter show on Sirius XM. Oh, yeah. And I was able to reach countless of millions of listeners. And it was very rare for her to have authors on the show. I actually believe I was the first and only children's author on her show, let alone an independent author and publisher. Come on, I love it. And she's an incredible woman. Shout out to Karen Hunter and her entire, entire staff and everyone there. We had such a compelling conversation of the importance of representation and the, the longevity and the impact that it can make in our youth. And at the time, I was also working in corporate America. So the very next day, I went back to a cubicle and it was such a shock for me. It's a shock because I knew that I wasn't living to my fullest potential. It was a conflict within me. And I realized in that moment that I needed to make that choice and it needed to be one of permanence. I was actually the one standing in my own way of reaching my fullest potential. So I took my own Nyazuri fundamental truth. I betted on myself. I got all of my affairs in order, did everything I had to do. And I put in my resignation and I decided to go all in. Yeah, I love it. So words you know, they're very powerful. We all know the power of words and books, right? A book can transform our lives. It can empower us. It can educate us. It can take us on adventures like the Nyazori series. You know, it can comfort us. It can motivate us. 
What have you read recently or in, in years past that's truly impacted you in such a way that it's evolved you, you know, as a woman? Ooh, as a woman specifically, yeah. I love spiritual teaching and spiritual guides. I am a philosopher at times. I really love to speak to someone's heart and their essence and their, their vibration, as we spoke a few moments ago. Eckhart Tolle has an incredible book. <laughs> you already know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> One of his older books right now. Uh, the first time I came into contact with him, I believe it was through A New Earth, which was featured on Oprah's book club. And it fundamentally unlocked something within myself. It had me really face past trauma and past pain body that I didn't realize I was actually still carrying within myself. Things especially my childhood. And it brings up the, the important principle and the per, important urge right now for us to truly protect our youth. Yeah. There's so much that our youth encounter every day that if we don't open up the space for them to, to truly get into dialogue and express themselves, especially with this quarantine and COVID and virtual learning, there's so much that they're dealing with anxiety and stress who knows what this type of effect could have for them on ages. So the fact that we can, we can have a discussion at the dinner table, or we can have a discussion discussion virtually, if that's the case, it really made me realize that we needed to open up our spirits and we needed to protect our children because there's no telling what sort of pain body and things that they may be carrying for 20, 30, 40 years down the road until they have some sort of break down yeah. in order to finally have their breakthrough. Why don't we protect our youth so that way they don't have to go through a breakdown and essentially yeah. crack this mold that then sets them back in order for them to be built up. There is a way to be more proactive. And Eckhart Tolle is such, such a beautifully spoken spiritual leader and leader to, to so many of us. And a new earth absolutely was able, I was able to really tap into his understandings and it just helped me to be more conscious and aware and mindful of the thoughts I was thinking every day to ensure that if I'm thinking of something that is not empowering me, yeah, well, then I need to step away from that because that could be my ego or my pain body actually distracting me. I have the power of mind. I can be conscious. And with my consciousness, I can make sure I am presently living now and purposely living now. Yes. So if you have time, you know, you're so busy, you're doing it. You wear so many hats. What are you reading? Are you reading anything right now? I'm reading so much. Well, I'm reading another Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> I'm also reading, I believe it's Malcolm Gladwell, Outliers. I'm always Ooh. reading books at one time. And then I'm also reading the sequel of Naya Zuri, which is Naya Zuri and the Mayan Eclipse. I'm in the editing and formatting. So I'm literally reading and rereading every paragraph and every chapter every day. <laughs> Make sure I didn't skip over a specific historical fact I can put in. And as you're aware, it's also an educational resource. So there's a glossary in the back of all of my books. So I'm always going back and seeing what else I can pull to throw in the glossary. So between the three of them, I'm quite busy reading each day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So working directly with school administrators uh, across the country, right? You've been able to implement the nine Zuri series into the curriculum um, across countless school districts. And I'm like, this is a big deal. I love it. And congratulations on achieving this. I mean, like you said, and, and um, 
an independent writer. Like that's, that is amazing to, to be able to take that on on your own. What motivated you to take charge of diversifying the classroom through this series? My childhood. Once again, I went to a very low resource school. I grew up on the wrong side of town and the school that I went to did not have the time to cater to the trauma that was actually in my environment. So a lot of us were kind of passed through the system. Yeah. But that said, when we weren't fighting over the chocolate milk, we were all fighting to share a book. We were all scrambling to be able to get the teacher's attention because, you know, there weren't field trips and luxuries and because the lack of luxuries, I could remember as a child feeling that no one actually cared about us. I could barely speak English and I was being passed to the next grade level. So it it didn't quite add up for me. And it's something that actually still sits with me to this day. I commonly talk about this kiln, this fire that I have within me. It's this ever burning furnace. And my child has really given me so many of the coils and the ambers that are burning in me every day that I pull from. Everything that I do now, Dominique, is essentially to make sure that I don't forget about that younger version of me and that that mold isn't duplicated each year. And that children understand that I am taking my time because you are worth it. I wish that someone came into our school and spoke with us. I wish someone came and empowered us. It was more, it's more than being an author. As you can tell, this is my passion is really to make sure that children unlock themselves to their potential, regardless of the zip code that they grew up in, regardless of their socioeconomic level, regardless of their first generation American, regardless of what they eat, how they speak, what they wear, you are entitled to your fullest potential. If they're a a school that is not showing you that because you are not represented, or if there's a program on television that is not showing you that because you don't feel represented in the pixels, I am here to tell you that you are, and you can make that difference for yourself first. Yes, I love it. Well, first of all, you took me back with the fighting for the chocolate milk because I remember that (laughs) in my own childhood. chocolate milk I don't know why (laughs) and then trying to get in line like quick enough on a Friday to make sure I got the little square pizza with the pepperoni because I really wanted that Yes, (laughs) that is so funny yeah you really took me back with that but I'm like yeah that was the thing because you didn't want to do you know just the regular white milk you wanted to have the chocolate flavor worse I'd rather drink water than the skim milk (laughs) so uh throughout your journey you know we've all kind of been acquainted with fear, you know, in some way or another in our lives, on our career paths, and our personal, you know, personal journeys. Um, we've all been acquainted with fear in some way and dealt with it, you know, in our own individual ways, however we knew how uh, best um, to deal with it. What has been your exit plan for fear over the years? I remind myself that it doesn't exist. Mm. I remind myself that fear is just a reflection of worry and worry is just something that can really run rampant in your mind. If you're not conscious and you're mindful, you can take factors from your environment, from your family, from your friends, whomever and whatever, and create a worry and actually manifest it into your life. So whenever I feel like there is a worry that is going to turn into a possible fear, I meet that fear. I step into it. I allow it to make me uncomfortable because I know that when I'm uncomfortable, that that's when growth is actually stimulated. Comfortability stagnates you. Uncomfortability, standing in something that could be a worry or fear, you show yourself how strong you are. You show yourself 
listen, I'm a problem solver. I'm a critical thinker. I don't have to allow this to trap me and, and get a foothold on me. I can empower myself. The only person stopping me is me. So yes. I actually release myself. Yeah. So I, I love how um, confident and assertive and just powerful you are. You're really owning your power. And I, I love that. And I love to see it. You know, it been worthy of the podcast wouldn't be been worthy of the podcast if we didn't talk about your worthy aha moment. And I feel like that probably plays a part in arriving to such a posture, right? And so for me, I define a worthy aha moment, your worthy aha moment is as that moment when you realize that not only are you worthy of all the things that love and life have to offer, but you've been worthy and you started moving accordingly. So talk to us about your worthy aha moment. Take us to that, that time in your life. And I'm sure there have been many, you know, <laughs> throughout the years. But if there's one that you can recall, share that with us. Oh, Dominique, there are so many. <laughs> I was just so grateful to be living in my purpose and no longer like a slave to the system every day, commuting to a job that I know is sucking my soul and draining me because I know that I actually have a purpose and a calling. <sighs> I had to select one. I know you touched on it lightly saying I was on the cover of a magazine. So yeah. let's, let's go with that one. Let's go with that one. <laughs> yeah. So at the beginning of the year, I was actually notified by Connecticut Magazine, shout out to Hearst Media, that I was going to grace the cover of Connecticut Magazine for their 40 under 40 class for 2021. It was such a worthy moment for me. And they seldomly put anyone on the cover. It's always like, you know, a Thanksgiving recipe or something like that. So, and, and at the same time, I'm a black woman. So yeah. I'm a black woman in my state on the cover of Connecticut magazine. And that is a magazine I know is every dentist office, every school office when you're waiting for, you know, to get let out of detention and you're sitting there waiting for your parents, <laughs> whatever the case is. It is in every grocery line when your mom or dad has to drag you to the grocery store because there's no one to watch you. So you're like sitting in the cart. Yeah. And I realized that. I had really arrived, that my state was behind me, that the work that I've been diligent about for years that I don't really post about or, or, or write about, all the individual conversations, all the young readers that now love literacy because they could identify with the books and they love the empowerment of knowing where they hail from because it wasn't implementing trauma into their lives. It was actually empowering them in their cellular DNA to know that they are the first creators of all of humanity. It was such a worthy moment for me. Yeah. And it made me realize that this was actually just the beginning. And there's so, there's so much more that I have to give. And uh, anytime I feel like I have a crazy idea, I actually laugh now at myself because I know that that's actually just the beginning of a dream of a dream. A dream of a dream, meaning that it's even bigger than I can imagine. So when I feel that way, I know that I'm not even going to start limiting it. Yeah. I'm going to allow it to grow. I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to pull in resources. I'm going to talk about it to those in my circle and in my network and see how we can take this stimulating seed and turn it to such an abundance that it will make an impact for generations to come. Yeah, I love it, I love it. So you're a storyteller, right? You're a six time best-selling author. I mean, come on, that's incredible. Um, You've written so many stories. How did you start accepting the parts of your own story that you didn't write? Mm, 
I had to realize that my character, Naya Zuri, not only is reflective of who I was as a little girl, but she was also missing all the parts of who I was not. Wow. There is so much of me that I was actually lacking as a child. The confident woman I am now is not quite the confident girl that I was. I couldn't even correct someone when they pronounce my name Anna instead of Anna because I wanted to be included. And I had, I actually went through my own trials of bullying because I had this wild hair and I didn't speak the language and I didn't wear the, you know, name mark clothes and things of that sort. So I had so much that was putting me in just an other category. Yeah. Speaking of categories, I never even knew which box to check off on that card that they give you every year in school. So yeah. you want what race you are. I'm like, where's the culture here? Why is there no culture on this list? It's just like black, white, Asian, other Spanish. I'm like, what, where's the culture? Where's the identification? And with that said, Nyazuri really is every part of me that I wish I was as a little girl. And I write about her now because I want to make sure that I can offer those keys for young girls and all children to unlock themselves because if they can unlock themselves now, Oh my goodness, Dominique, what a progressive world we could live in because we would be such advanced thinkers and feelers and lovers of life. And loving life is really the source of what we all come from. Love, understanding, empathy. That's what's really leading us to a progression as humanity. We don't have to be in conflict with one another. We can knowledge share. We can actually want to see one another win and not discount what you're contributing. That's it. That is it. I, I love that. I feel like sometimes, you know, when I when I see specifically our people, we can have such a scarce mentality as, mm. if, you know, this crab in the barrel, you yes. know, type of mentality as if there's only room for one of us to win, you know, or if this person wins, then I, you know, that counts me out. And I love that that is a part of your message because there is room for all of us. Um, we all have a voice. We all have individual purpose um, and someone's life, someone's career, someone's ability to get up and say yes to themselves and the calling on them li- on their lives is attached to us saying yes and showing up and, and striving and, and going after and being ambitious and all this stuff and just really living in our purpose. And so I love that um, because I think it's something that, you know, we constantly see the scarce mentality and um there's love life opportunity and abundance um around all of us and so i, I just love that we're all on the same journey called life we're all lifing yeah. it yes <laughs> why don't we do it together and actually aid one another wouldn't that be more fun wouldn't yeah. that be more impactful wouldn't that if i could get you further to where you want to be why wouldn't you make the call yeah. knowing energy and that, and that positive karma is going to actually circle back and come back to you without you having to think of that as the return, you will get blessing after blessing after blessing. Let your heart, let love always lead the way. Yeah. Wouldn't that be more fun? I love that, right? Because it eliminates anxiety and stress, (laughs) you know, and just, I, I love that. Wouldn't it be more fun? We could enjoy not only each other, but winning together along the way um, as we create space and unapologetically take up space with, you know, the calling on our individual lives. So I love that. All right. You have another book coming out. And from my understanding, you're even in the process of creating a cartoon series. <laughs> so tell me more about that if you can. 
Yes, I will give you some inside information. As you mentioned, Nyazuri and the Mayan Eclipse is the sequel to Nyazuri and the Pharaoh's Throne. The first book, the characters Naya and Miguel and Hugo Gonzalez, they go back to ancient Egypt. And the second book, the adventure continues and they actually go back to ancient Maya. And now children will actually be able to start connecting the dots and seeing how all our culture not only comes from a single source, but how we have actually retained all this information and passed it down through the ages. So if you connect the dots, you actually see the unification of us all. So very excited about the sequel coming out soon. It was supposed to come out in spring. Some other elements and factors came out that have delayed it, but just be be assured that I am on course and it will be out soon. And then of course, the cartoon Adventures with Naya Zuri. This has been such a dream of mine. It is not only a cartoon series, but I'm actually creating an animated short. And the animated short will feature an exclusive soundtrack actually executive produced by myself as well and co-produced with uh, amazing producers and all the instruments you hear and the voices you hear and the affirmations and every track is me. So now children not only will see themselves, they will hear themselves through the culture, adults and and teenagers and everyone in between are going to want to watch the short and the series because it's something that speaks to us. And I can't think of a better way to have all of these different lanes leading to the same messaging, whether it's the music, whether it's the cartoon, whether it's the books, whether it's the motivational speaking or you seeing me hosting or whatever it is. This is a movement. It's not just a singular path. Naya Zuri means beautiful purpose. And that is essentially my purpose every day to ensure that children and everyone can tap into their highest selves. Yes, I love that with this project and not to say that the others haven't, but this is literally all of you coming together. The music, the the empowerment speaker, you know, the writer, the storyteller, all of those things coming together in such a beautiful way. So I cannot wait to see it. I can't wait to share with my own children. Um, And I'm just so excited for it. So, you know, this is all such an incredibly inspiring and big undertaking, right? You know, what conversations are you having with yourself to remain consistent and show up every day? Is it an affirmation? Is it a mantra that you live by? But what are you having? What are you saying to yourself every day to kind of stay the course? What am I saying every day to stay the course? Persistency times consistency. That has really gotten me to where I am today. I am relentless. I know this about myself. I will once again, not let that younger version of me down. I won't let my kids down. I won't let your kids down. I won't let any of the youth down because I know that I was sort of saved from being caught into a system. I could have been on the streets. I could have been a teen, pregnant teen. I could have really gone in the wrong path, whether it's gang violence, drugs, depression. There are so many things in my environment that were telling me I was not enough. There are so many things in my environment that was telling me that I didn't have any other options except for three or four. So because I felt that I had sort of a covering over me, I feel that it is my responsibility to take these tools and these principles and the position that I am in now to uplift everyone with me. Beginning with the youth and then everyone else, really all of the masses, our communities, our countries. I know it sounds like such a, a large mission, and I know I'm built for this. I know I'm built tough. Yeah. 
I love it. I love it. So, Anna, I like to end each episode with a rapid fire game. <laughs> and so with this game, I want you to, I'm going to say a word and I want you to tell me the first word that pops up in your mind within the first three to five seconds. Um, and we're going to kind of go as quick as we can. Okay. And so it's pretty simple. I promise I won't try to stump you with anything. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready, sis. Let's go. Okay. Self-love. Self-care. Happiness. Understanding. Fear. Non-existent. Diversity. Critical. Adventure. Freedom. Children. The future. Women. The galaxy. Worthy. All of us. Mm, I love it. Beautiful, beautiful. Anna, you are such a special spirit. I love your energy. I love your vibrations. I love that we have someone like you that are that is prioritizing our youth in such a way and care about their future and them seeing themselves. Um, and like you said, unlocking themselves. Um, that just means everything. Not everybody is willing to do that. And you have taken that on so beautifully and it's just so inspiring to see. And so I'm so excited for what's to come. Um, I'm so excited to share this series with my own children and I just pray consistent blessings and abundance and overflow and just covering as God continues to carry you on this incredible journey. It's such a big mission and undertaking and like you said you are built for it and so I'm just so glad that you've decided to do this and stop by Been Worthy the podcast to share your story. So thank you so much. <laughs> Me, Dominique, and officially, I am here to welcome you to the Nyazuri tribe. tribe. And know that I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for all of us. When one of us win, we all win. Yeah. And I, I keep me once again going every day. They're another ember in my kiln, and you will not be forgotten. Your children and everyone in your community will not be forgotten. So let's continue the work. Yes, I love it. Thank you.